Welcome to the Mitchell Hawks Podcast, sponsored by Kurtz Coolers. This is where we talk about past and future events for the Mitchell Hawks. Now, here are your hosts, Scott Bridge and Stevie Dom. Welcome to episode 5 of the Mitchell Hawks Podcast. My name is Stevie Dom. I'm here alongside Mitchell Hawks General Manager Scott Bridge. How's it going today, Scott? Fantastic, Steve. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. It was a bit of a slower week for the Hawks as we put out uh, the Goddard Flyers the week before as we waited for the other series to wrap to wrap up. They have wrapped up, and we now know who the Hawks' opponent is for round two, which will lead us into our first segment of the podcast, the series preview, sponsored by Players Carpentry and Masonry, located just outside of Stratford. Players has been a family-owned and operated business for over 26 years. They perform all levels of building and remodeling, offering full design services to high-quality finished projects. This segment is also sponsored by Mitchell Tire, a locally-owned and operated tire auto service and sales company that has been operated in Mitchell since 1993. For all your passenger, commercial, truck, or agricultural vehicle needs, Mitchell Tire has you covered. It is a fully licensed automotive company, so make sure you check out Mitchell Tire. The Mitchell Hawks have an opponent for round two, and it will be a 2021-22 Pollock Finals rematch between our Mitchell Hawks and the Hanover Barons. This is going to be a tight series as pretty much majority of the games this season were one or two goal games. The Hawks' record against the Barons this season was 2-3-2. Um, unfortunately, they got outscored 18 to nine, but um, there were two games that were uh, that was four nothing and five nothing, which is uh, your your score differential. Um, but other than that, all the other games were very very close, uh, all one goal two goal games. Um, what is the key to the Hawks coming out on top of what is going to be a very closely fought series well obviously we've we've watched some video on our first round against the Godrich flyers and have pointed out a few things that we need to work on and also pointed out some great things that we need to continue doing as well steve so i think if if our players uh stick to the game plan uh stick to what uh holden lansink and louis livingston have been uh preaching to them uh for the last uh number of practices uh we should have a good showing um, but we've got to stick to it and everybody has to buy in. That's the, that's the biggest thing that, that I've kept saying over and over again in this podcast is we have to buy in this time of the year. We've uh, got to fight together as a family and, uh, and realize that uh, you're not going to get this time back. It's do or die. And uh, every single shift, every single second uh, counts. Because like you said, how many close games did we have uh, out of the six? We had uh, four tight games and or seven seven games sorry and uh five of those were tight so uh we need to eliminate those uh those two shutouts and uh start scoring some goals and uh and keep to keep the puck out of our net and give uh give Jacqueline some support and you just mentioned Jacqueline um he was great for the Hawks in round one versus Goddard um both teams um swept their uh, respective opponents. Um, sometimes when you have this time period, you sometimes worry about um, sitting too long, getting a little bit of rust, but both teams um, have sat roughly the same amount of time. Uh, so both teams should be 
uh, as prepared as the other and should be ready to go. Um, what are you looking for in game one to help give the Hawks an edge that will um, last throughout the rest of the series? Well, the one thing we have to do is just shut down uh, Hanover's top guys. I mean, they, they've got a really heavy uh, top six. And I believe when I looked at their stats, they came through with eight guys that were a point per game against the Walkerton Capitals. And a lot of those guys are, are top six forwards and sprinkling in uh, um, a D-man here and there. So we have to, we have to be prepared for the push. Uh, we have to be prepared for, uh, for a tight battle as, as they want to continue their scoring ways as well. So I think if we can, if we can control the uh, control the house, uh, keep Hanover to the outside, we'll make Jacqueline's job a lot easier. Um, you mentioned Hanover's top players. I have a list of top players throughout the season and so far in the playoffs um, for both teams. Uh, I just want to kind of go over, talk about the, each player and what you're looking for um, from the Hawks standpoint to keep their production going. Um, and then for Hanover side to look what you guys need to do um, to shut that player down or things you're looking for to keep that person's point uh, production down. Mitchell's first key player, um, number three, Mark Cassidy. Mark had 41 points this season for the Hawks and had a great first round series against Goddard. Um, what are you looking for from Mark uh, to keep up his strong performance so far in the playoff? We just need him to be a really strong leader on and off the ice. And uh, he's, he's proven that he can do that. And I know that uh, winning makes that a lot easier. So uh, even through the tough times and the battle it's going to be in this series and the grind, uh, we still need him to, to step up and be that leader because the young guys are looking up to him. And I may, I know that at times, you know, it may not feel that these guys are looking at you, but they really are. And uh, if you can lead by example and and lead the right way, like we know Cass can do, um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a trickle effect, and it starts uh, from the leader and it'll trickle its way down. So um, he's had a, a stellar start to the playoffs for us. He had a great uh, showing in the regular season, very consistent. So that I know it's it, this round it, it'll be a little bit uh, more difficult to be very consistent like he was against Godrich, but um, hey. If he can come through and, and score some big goals it, it, on the big stage at, at the right time, uh, that's going to make a world of a difference. Yeah, and real he, and he was a huge difference um, in that sweep versus Goddard. Like, uh, despite the fact that it was a sweep, we had quite a, two or three one goal games or two goal games, um, and he scored some big goals. So we're definitely looking for him to continue that performance. And now for Hanover. Um, the first key player I have for them is number 23, Curtis Arnold. Um, he had 45 points in the regular season for Hanover. Um, what are some things that the Hawks can do to maybe limit his point production or maybe uh, just slow him down? Well, he's a tough player to control, right? Um, I saw him play uh, his rookie season with the Barons, and then the Listowel Cyclones made a trade for Arnold and uh, brought him into their organization. So he's he's had the opportunity to practice at the Junior B level, go over video at the Junior B level, training at the Junior B level, and then come back to Hanover. So he's uh, he's got all the characteristics of, of a good player. And uh, we have to realize it's not going to be easy. So 
we just have to make life very difficult on them. And if we can do that and frustrate them, I think that'll be the, the biggest difference. In the playoffs, the key uh, shutting down uh, main players is to get in their head and frustrate them and um, just take away their time and space. And we'll definitely be looking for the Hawks to do that to Arnold. Um, the second player for Mitchell, um, their second key player, number 24, Andrew Geisbers. Geisbers had 38 points this season. Um, and had four points uh, in four games during our first-round series. Um, what are you looking for from him to keep that production going and continue his strong play? Well, I think that uh, that Andy's played a lot better in the – in. I thought he played a lot better in the first round than what the points uh, uh, tell you. Sometimes the numbers don't always speak how he's been. I think that uh, he's well-deserved of, of a few more goals in there. He was absolutely robbed by McCarthy and tight quite a few times. Um, and he could ev- easily have uh, three or four more goals uh, to his resume here in the playoffs. Uh, uh, the first uh, uh, round that he's played with the Mitchell Hawks. So uh, I think that, that he's a very key component to that second line center and, uh, and also the power play too, as well. If, if he can get going, I think that, uh, that the confidence will just be uh, through the roof with him. And um, again, he's been so consistent with us this year. And, and uh, I know that um, I know that uh, not a lot will, uh, will rattle him. And uh, I know that he will, uh, he will be the driving force to that, to that line that he's on as he's in the middle. Yeah. And he really has been very consistent throughout the whole season and um, at the start of this playoffs. And we're looking for him to continue that and maybe get a couple more goals or bounces that go his way. Now for Hanover's second key player, I have number seven, Peyton McIsaac, who scored 41 points this season. Um, he is one of their top players. What are you looking for the Hawks to do to, to slow him down? I an, Another D-man that's got a, a lot of experience, right? So um, he's a great puck-moving defenseman for Hanover and moves the puck to the forwards real effectively. So the one thing we have to do is, is shut down that clean pass for him. If he sees a player open, he'll he'll stretch it to them, and, and boom, away the forward goes with speed. Um, he reverses the puck real effectively as well. He knows where his defense partner is on the ice at all times, as it seems, watching him uh, play throughout his junior career. So we just have to, to limit that pass. And also, when he's at the blue line and we're in the defensive zone seems to find seems to find that uh that seam towards the net even with bodies in front he still finds a way to to hit hit the net hit the goaltender or score goals so i know that his points are down a little bit here in the playoffs but um i think right now he's he's really concentrating on defense and um hey, the points will come for him if we're not uh, if we're not careful yeah and it's the main thing really is being careful with these guys and making sure you limit their chances. Um, and for now, um, for Mitchell's key, third key player, number 19, Tyson Hall. Hall had 32 points this season for the Hawks. Um, he's one of the key guys on their power play. Um, what are you looking for from him um, in this series? Oh, Holler had a, a great series against the Flyers, and he's had a, a couple of real stellar practices uh, since we've put out the Flyers. And I know that he's really pushing for uh, for that first goal of the playoffs, uh, four assists so far. So he's definitely been a setup man, but he's he's a guy that's got a great shot. And if he can get in tight on McCabe, 
We've seen him do it time and time again throughout the regular season, and we watched him do it last year for the Mitchell Hawks, scoring some big goals. If we can get him in tight, he's got a, a heck of a shot. So uh, if he can find those soft areas, he is going to be successful. He's just a little bit snake bit here right now. But, hey, once once that first one goes in, I think that's a, a good sign of things to come for Holler. Exactly. And, you know, just watching that last series, he was all over it. Um pretty much throughout the entire series um, with four assists, but he just a couple unlucky bounces that didn't end up going his way, but he, he's played very well um, this season and so far in the playoffs. On the other side, we have Hanover's our third key player is Ryan Calhoun, um, who had 35 points this season. Um, he's another one of the Hanover's top forwards. Uh, what are you looking uh, for the Hawks to do to shut him down as he's one of their key point getters? Yeah, key point getter, and and the kid's absolutely on fire right now. And last year when the Hawks played Hanover in the finals, he was a he was a pit bull out there. He was doing a lot of things right, and I know he was on the uh, on the chalkboard quite a few times for the Hawks to uh, uh, slow down, cut down his time and space. But I think he's got ten points in his first four games in the playoffs that he scored against Walkerton. So he's a guy that doesn't sit in the box very often. You can try to get underneath his skin time and time again, but he's not going to take any stupid penalties, and he's not going to let you win that way. So we really have to limit him. He is—he's uh, a driving force for the Barons right now. And again, he had a strong regular season. We saw a lot of a lot of nice play out of Calhoun here in, in the regular season. So uh, he start, if he starts um, blooming full of confidence, look out. We're, we'll have a tough time uh, shutting him down. So he's one key guy that uh, when he's on the ice, wh- whoever's taking him better make sure that they don't, uh, they don't lose sight of him. And another guy um, you better not lose sight of for the Mitchell Hawks is their fourth key player is Zach Schooley. Number twenty-six. Um, he had nine points this uh, this season, but he only played fifteen games as he played a lot um, for the Stratford Warriors. And then I think he was injured for a little while. Um, he's one of those guys that can be a series changer um, offensively. Um, if he really gets going, look out because he'll be hard to stop. Yeah, and I think Zach's just getting more comfortable as the season goes on. It's a big change. Uh, from the GOJHL to the PJHL. So uh, I've thought that he's, uh, he's gelled with, with the team real nice. Um, he's getting a little more comfortable on the power play. He's getting a little more comfortable five on five on the smaller ice surface. And again, another one where don't let the points fool you because uh, he's, he's looked a lot better than that. He's uh, had some great eight chances in tight. Um, he's driving to the net hard. He's, he's passing the puck effectively. And um, Schoolie's one guy that we were uh, really ecstatic to get at the trade deadline. And as we know that we, we, we brought him in for this reason. And um, I think it's just going to, uh, it's going to better his game, um, getting all the ice that he's going to get uh, in the second round and, and time on the power play and playing in the top six. So it's, uh, it's going to be big for Zach. And, and I know he's looking forward to it and, and we're looking forward to helping him however we can. Yeah, and he has really played very well since joining the Hawks, and um, we definitely are hoping for him to continue, and I'm sure he will. Um, a guy like with skill like that doesn't just go away. Um, he's very, very good, and I, I expect him to continue his strong play. Um, another player for Hanover who's um, 
been playing very well with some strong play is number 12, Ryan Gates. Um, he had 30 points this year for the Barons. Um, what are you looking for from him uh, to help slow him down as um, he's another one of their top forward? Yeah, and, and Ryan's not a big guy. I mean, I think he's 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, uh, he's a crafty forward. He, um, the one thing that, um, we've, we, one thing we know about him is, uh, he's kind of, he's a pass first type player, right? So he'll always, uh, look to dish the puck off, but you, it's hard. He's hard to defend because he can read the play. So at times I've seen Ryan, if he, if, if, if you think he's going to pass it, that's when he'll fool you and uh, take a few extra strides with the puck and, and maybe get himself into a good scoring chance and shoot into the pass. So yeah, he is that, that pass first type forward, but uh, another guy that if you give him too much time and space, he'll snap one off there uh, uh, when you're unprepared for it. So um, we've just got to cover him. Well, uh, you got to be physical on him, And, uh, and if you're, uh, if you're rough on him. I think that you can kind of knock him off his game, but it's 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 a lot easier said than done uh, with a player like that. Right. Um, another someone who uh, was a bit roughed up um, in the last series ended up being injured in Game Two against Goddard is Jonathan Tenhag. Uh, I believe he's looking to make his return in this series. Um, it wasn't looking great um, originally when he got hurt, but he's recovered very well and very fast and. We're great to have him come back in this series. He had uh, 16 points this season for the Hawks and uh, late in the season and um, in those first two games before he got hurt um, was very, very good. And um, we're looking for him to continue that. Yeah, he started off the season on the injured reserve list, list as well. So uh, he sat out the first month or was it four or five weeks? It's a long time ago now. So yeah. Um, he started off the season injured and, and didn't uh, didn't get the game action until after the first month. So I thought how Ted Hag has responded has been real effective. Um, we've had him up at, at time, a lot of times playing with Cass, and those two just feed off each other tremendously. Uh, Johnny's going to work uh, like a hound dog in the corner getting those, those loose pucks. He's, he's very physical. Um, that game in Hensel, game number two, I think he threw four body checks in his first shift of the game. He's he's a playoff performer. He's uh, when the games are uh, are tight and in the and and you get into the trench this time of the year. We know he's a guy that's going to step up, use his size, use his physicality, and use his smarts. He, he's a good stick handler with the puck. Uh, he can wiggle his way out of tough situations, and if he can find. Uh, find his teammates uh, he's going to set them up with a great scoring opportunity as well he, he gets open real effectively so if he can find his way uh, around the opponent to get into some soft ice he's going to have some great looks here in the here in the next round yeah and he has played very well and he seems to always be in the right places at the right time and um, seems to always be someone on the score sheet um, in any capacity whether that's assists or goals or whatever um, he's played uh, very well coming in the playoffs and in his first two games. Um, someone that the Hawks are going to have to slow down is number 11, Joey Stymac. Um He had 29 points this season for the Barons. Um, it's going to be key shutting him down, as the rest of the players mentioned before. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be real key to shutting him down for this in this series. Yeah, it will. I mean, uh, he's got six points in his first four games. 
he was a um, uh, again at the deadline. They uh, they ended up picking him up from Hagersville. He was uh, he was let go from there, and the Hanover Barons uh, recruited him in. I believe he's uh, residing in London right now, and and uh, recruited him in, and uh, he's been great for them. He really has uh, coming into a new atmosphere and uh, new teammates halfway through the season. And, and for him to step in doing what he's doing, is it's impressive. So obviously, again, you've got to you've got to knock him off his game. We, we know that uh, we know that he can be a little bit testy at times. So if we can uh, if we can get him riled up in any capacity, I, I think that'll be um, our goal. And. And um, that'll that'll definitely be effective if we can do that. So if uh, you just let him go about his business, not getting his grill, uh, he's going to hurt you with uh, with pot and a few. So we've seen some real nice play uh, from him so far this year, and uh, we just want to make sure that we shut him down. And and uh, yeah, hopefully our top guys can do that. Yeah, and speaking of top guys, um, we have two of the top goalies remaining here in the. And the playoffs, obviously, um, both series are going to have premier goaltending matchup with uh, Garrett Gully over there in uh, Wingham for the uh, hired men. And Mount Forest has very strong goaltending as well. But in our series, it's uh, Josh Jacklin versus Riley McCabe. Um, both this season had very similar save percentages. Uh, Jacklin had a 927 and McCabe had a 929. Uh, both goals against average below three. Um, McKay with a 208 and uh, Jacqueline with a 256. Um, whoever can get to the other goalie first um, is going to be le- most likely to come out on top. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a real tough time getting by McCabe or Jacqueline in this series. Yeah, it'll be a goaltending battle. We don't expect anything less. Uh, we talked about it at practice. So you're going to be a lot of score, a lot of low scoring games. So that's where we have to continue to do the little things right uh, to be successful. And again, it might sound, we might sound like a broken record over and over again, but every shift matters. Uh, every second counts because like you said, those tight games, those two, one games, those one, nothing games that we won this year, um, it came off of a huge shift and either it was a great defensive play that led to a, led to an offensive goal, um, or staying out of the box, not retaliating, uh, every little, little thing like that matters. So, um, we can't get, uh, get caught up in, in the rough stuff, uh, no matter how frustrated we get, uh, no matter uh, what they're saying to us, uh, we just have to stick to the game plan and, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully there, there's, um, a handful of games where we can score three, four goals and uh, and then we should be successful. We, we know Jacqueline's going to keep us in the game. Uh, he's been doing it all season long. He's, uh, he's been, um, uh, been the backbone to our, to our, to our, to our goaltending and defense. Uh, so uh, defense will come back. They'll help him out. We have lots of faith that, uh, that Josh will play stellar for us. And last series, uh, we really threw the puck at, uh, Goddard's goalie there. Um, he, I think it was around 244 shots, around 250, roughly like that in four games. Uh, McCabe's only faced 91 shots. Uh, he has been overly busy. I, I think the, the key uh, against him is getting as many pucks to the net as possible. Well, there's the bar right there. We better, we better uh, uh, get over 91 shots in four games because I think Walkerton didn't have more than 14 or 15 skaters in any of those four games. So, uh, yeah, we're we're hoping we uh, we 
we beat 91 shots. So uh, that, that'll be a big difference uh, is having the four lines rolling for us. And the coaching staff has done a great job at that this year, keeping everybody active, keeping everybody in the play, keeping everybody involved in the games. And I know that as games are tight and you're coming down to the wire, uh, you have to be a little bit more careful on matchups and, uh, and we'll do that. So we're hoping that uh, with four lines going, um, knock on wood, that we're healthy, that, yeah. uh, that, that McCabe should see, uh, should see a little more rubber, but we have to make that, uh, we have to make those quality shots. Um, yeah. You know, if, if we've got, um, you know, low amount of shots, uh, start the game off, we just can't be throwing pucks from the perimeter, um, praying that it's going to, going to bounce, take a lucky bouncing. We've got to get high quality shots on McCabe. He's a high quality goaltender. And again, I've watched him play at the, ju- the junior B level and uh, he's got uh, a lot of great experience at a higher level. So uh, we know that uh, uh, we, we know what we have to do to, to be successful against him. Yeah, and uh, it'll be a key to get on him early. Game one goes Wednesday night at 8.30 in Mitchell. Um, be sure to come out and fill the barn because the boys really do appreciate um, when the barn is full and they really love it to play in front of full crowds. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The last time Hanover was in uh, Mitchell, we were shut out. And, uh, again, McCabe played a stellar game, and we had a, um, a lot of fans at that game. Hanover travels well, too. So if uh, – you're a Hawks fan. Come to the game. Get there early uh, if you want a good seat. Game two goes um, Friday night at 8 o'clock in Hanover. Um, the rest of the schedule has not been released at the time of this recording. Um, but when you it is released, you'll be able to find it on any of the following social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or the Metro Hawks website. All those links are in the description of this video. Um, before we move on to our guest segment of the show uh we would like to give a huge shout out to scott's greenhouses and vdb brains uh for being our bus sponsors for game two as well as mcr in mitchell for sponsoring the buses for game four is all greatly appreciated so thank you to scott's greenhouse vdb grains and mcr and mitchell got to give a huge shout out to our sponsors there i mean um at this level, at any junior level, right, it's, it's not possible without our amazing sponsors year after year. So um, thank you very much. Uh, everybody is an absolute pleasure to work with. And um, we just, uh, everybody in the Mitchell Hawks organization, uh, thanks you for your continuous support. Now on to our final segment of the show, our guest interview, sponsored by Cody Matthews IG Wealth Management. Cody Matthews is a certified financial planner with IG Wealth Management offering the best understanding of all the products he offers that can help assist his clients reach their financial independence and success. Our guest for today's show is Mitchell Hawks Center number 24, Andrew Geisbers. Andrew has played two seasons of junior hockey, last season for the Port Stanley Sailors, and this season with the Mitchell Hawks. Geisber was among the top of the Hawks leaderboard in points this season with 20 goals and 18 assists for an impressive 38 points in 40 games. So far in this year's playoffs, Andrew has one goal and three assists for four points in four games. Geisbers and the rest of the Mitchell Hawks are preparing for round two battle against the Hanover Barons. Welcome to the show, Andrew Geisbers. Hey, Scott. Hey, Steve. Andy. Now you're from Ilderton, Ontario. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, is that where you ended up playing your minor hockey? 
Yeah, I played Illerton all the way up. Um, I played Illerton a couple of times. They're always fairly competitive and they're a pretty good team. Now you're a center currently. Um, is that position that you always played or did you switch from winger to center and whatnot through your career? I actually played defense up until Bantam, I think. And then I made the switch up the forward and always played center the rest of my life. Um, do you have any favorite memories or experiences that you had playing for Ilderton um, as a kid that comes to mind when you think about playing for them? Yeah, obviously winning uh, two OMHA championships when we were younger. So those were those were definitely a good good memory. Did you have any players that you watched or looked up to um, that you modeled your game after or anything like that or any people in that atmosphere? Obviously, Bo Horvat playing in London, growing up watching him and like guys like Patty Kane, Marner. We had season tickets for the night, so I went watched a bunch of games there. Now, did so um, those are all fantastic role models to have. They're all very good players. Um, now, did you take anything from their games that you tried to put into your own games or did you want to kind of have your own identity and your own, I guess, unique style? Bo Horvat's straight up goal scorer kind of so try to pot goals like he does but yeah patty kane and marner they're they're good passing so i try to dish the puck a, a bit like them and stuff like that now last season um you obviously were not a part of the mitchell hawks you played for the port stanley sailors um, in 28 games with them last season, you scored 18 goals as well as 17 assists for 35 points. Um, what was it like playing for them? Uh, it was it was a not bad experience. It was my first year junior, so I was kind of new to the league. Didn't really know what to expect. We we didn't have the best season last year. Now you obviously had a good season with them, but then obviously in the off season, um, you got moved to the Metro Hawks. Uh, what was it like transitioning from? Uh, Port Stanley to Mitchell. Yeah, it, it was great. Scott actually made it really easy for me as well, but I only knew two guys coming in, Cass and Bird. So once I got into the room, everyone kind of just welcomed me in, like made some friends right away, which was really, really easy to get to know the boys and get on with our season. How's it been being a member of a Hawk, uh, part of the Mitchell Hawks so, so far? It's been great. No complaints so far. As mentioned before, this season you ended up scoring 38 points, and last season you had 35 um, for a total of 73 in your junior career. Um, what has been the key to your success over the last two seasons? Obviously just trying to get pucks to the net, score some goals. and You've continued your success so far um, in the playoffs this season with four points, one goal and three assists in four games. Um, and what are you looking for from yourself as well as the rest of the team um, to help you and the rest of the team uh, continue that success in the playoffs? Yeah, we got a we got a tough series coming up here, so we got to get bodies in front of the net because Hanover's goalie is quite pretty good. So he he'll save everything he sees. So as long as we keep getting bodies to the net, pucks put pucks on net and. Yeah, hopefully get some wins and keep moving on. What would you say, Andy, the the differences between the two divisions that you've played in? Have, have you noticed a, a big change in the North Pollock since coming over? In the West Yak, I find it was a little less physical. 
So coming into the North Pollock, it's a lot more physical. It's, it seems like a faster pace as well. You have less time with the puck once you pick it up. So it's it's been a tough, not a tough transition, but like a big difference, I find. And how have you found it playing on the smaller ice service in Mitchell? I, I was kind of used to it. Port Stanley actually has kind of the same size rank, so it's been kind of the same. Yeah, I know you got an exhibition game in there in uh, before the season started, so that's kind of a nice way to to kind of say bye and hello at the same time. <laughs> yeah, obviously playing at junior C level, you the ice, the size of the ice changes a lot. Um, there isn't a specific standard for the ice rink. Um, what's what's it like um, adjusting to different arenas and different sizes of ice? You get you get you have more time with the puck on the big ices, so. It's it's kind of easier to make some plays, but on small ice like Mitchell, you got to move the puck right away, try not to get hit, and yeah. What uh, what have you found that uh, you've definitely improved on this year? I know from from talking to the coaching staff, uh, they've in, they've enjoyed having you on the team. You're you're a big part of the of the of the top six, and I've been a part of the top three. So. Uh, what have you found that you've improved on this year, even though you've you've been so consistent all year? I would say maybe my defense. I wasn't the best at defense last year, back checking and stuff. So I've been kind of trying to work on that, get get better at that. That'll be a big help in the playoffs too, as well. So um, before we close off this interview segment, segment that we're very grateful that you joined us for. Um, is there anything you'd like to say to the fans or any supporters out there that? Um, as you go into the second round? Yeah, obviously just come out Wednesday, Saturday. We got home games. I want to see a full barn. So, yeah. Um, thank you very much, Andy, for coming on the show. As mentioned before, it's greatly appreciated. Um, good luck to you and the rest of the team and the rest of your playoff run. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Andy. That'll do it for today's show. Uh, we'd like to thank Andrew McGuysburs again for coming on the show. Um, thank you again, Scott, for coming on. It's a, it's always a pleasure to do these podcasts with you. Come support the boys in game one of the second round against the Hanover Barons. Uh, any final remarks before we completely uh, close the show out? Not a whole lot. Just come on out to Mitchell on, uh, on Wednesday and pack that barn out. Thank you again, Scott, for coming out. Um, be sure to subscribe to this video. Follow all the team's social medias. Um, if you haven't checked us yet out on Spotify, please be sure to do that. Um, thank you for watching, and we'll see you next week.